Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. Move forward. And law firms, by the way, love because you didn't have a summer job or whatever it is. New and meanwhile, he was saying she won't go there because you're someone else is paying you for the work. I'll just say this as an aside. I'm in this business networking group. And in this business networking group, there's actually a lot of personal injury attorneys. And the personal injury attorneys own these law firm law firms that generate millions of dollars in profit per year. And they do very well, but they're like, they all have a chip on their shoulder. They're mad because they didn't get into big firms and they're, they're mad and they use that to kind of power them through. And they're obviously representing individuals as opposed to companies, but it, it's pretty cool. So you can use all, if the good things don't happen to you, a lot of these very successful personal injury attorneys, just one example, use the kind of rejection and the disappointment to get back at companies and the types of lawyers that wouldn't have them. And so there's, it's not... It's this is none of this is the end of the world, but you need to use anything bad that happens to you almost like rocket fuel. You, you get mad and then you do better and you move forward. And law firms, by the way, love hiring people that are from lesser firms and that want to get ahead and are hungry because what happens to a lot of attorneys who start out at the top is they take it for granted. They get a sense of entitlement. They bicker among each other about not liking the work or the conditions or partners, and the firms don't like them. The firms like people that are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and trying to get ahead. So you start at a lesser firm because you didn't have a summer job or whatever it is, you're going to be uh, much better off in the long run many times because you're going to have a lot more energy and really need to prove something to yourself in the world that other people might not have. And then also, you're more likely to be much more grateful when you get your first job than you otherwise might have been if you had did not have a legal related job in law school. So you'll be excited about your job, you'll be motivated, and it's very good. This sort of rejection makes extremely successful lawyers. And as a matter of fact, I can tell you that some of the most successful attorneys that I know and I've run across in my career had rough starts and they were continually proving something to themselves or their classmates in law school or that they could achieve even though good things didn't happen. So I personally view these sorts of things when they happen to you as things that will hurt you in terms of getting into firms, but will also give you strength and power to push through and do the best you can in new places and then try to prove something and then have more staying power in your career. What do I mean by staying power? A lot of attorneys that get into the best firms, they stay one or two years and then they'll just do something else. So they're, they'll maybe move firms a couple of times and then they'll, that's it. They'll just, but if you are hungry and you're trying to do something and you're putting your, all your effort into being the best and moving, that's a huge advantage. And you're more likely to appreciate when you get there, as opposed to starting at the top of the legal profession. If you didn't have an interest in pursuing a legal related position, meaning in a law firm, and I guess I would even say otherwise during law school, you may have some people go to law school telling themselves they are going, but they don't want to be an attorney. A lot of people will work during law school and attend law school at night. So people that are mothers and have families, people that are engineers and make good money, but want to become lawyers after people that are accountants, all sorts of people have permanent jobs when they're in law school. I've met nurses, I've met company owners, I've met the number of the professions of people that go to law school are astonishing because many times they're making much more money 
and arguably have more security than they'll ever have practicing law, but they still go to law school. Uh, a lot of law schools have night programs like Georgetown and, uh, and tons of them. And if you if you didn't, if you're not interested in working as an attorney during law school, oftentimes you need to rethink a few things. If you came out and you weren't interested in being an attorney and you asked people, why now? You have to figure out the reason for that. But the ebook that I'm going to send, I'll put in the chat. It's I put it on Dropbox and I'll also try to cut and paste it in, in the Q&A so people can get that. But it's people want to know that you're going to commit to a job. You're going to stay doing the job. And, and that's very important. And a lot of people, by the way, drop out of law school. I was in law school and this in our section, or, and we had one class and then contrast with our section. And the teacher got up and made this speech about how you shouldn't be in law school and this reason. And one of the guys in our section closed his books, walked out, and no one ever saw him again, which is funny. So it's very rare that people uh, decide they want to practice law a few years out of law school. When you do that, you need to have some, do some real introspection. One of the things that kind of law firms are asking, and I always go over this in most meetings, but they ask, can you do the job? And they don't know because you haven't been a summer, you've never worked at it. They ask, will you do the job long-term? And it's probably not because if they were going to do the job long-term, they probably would have tried it and committed to it. We don't know what they're going to do because they're flaky and they haven't done anything. So sometimes people have life experiences and, and they decide they want to work in a law firm. And if it's a case, I don't know that you want to emphasize in your job search, but I, I think one of the important ideas is if you really want something, then you go for it. I think if you attended law school with the objective of not being an attorney, this is going to uh, be uh, something that the, the law firms will think about as well. So you need to really uh, come across in a competitive legal environment um, where there's a lot of competition for each job to someone that has a real kind of obsession for practicing law and is very interested. And you could get that could that obsession could hit you during your third year of law school. It could hit you when you're one, one or two years out of law school. And then you need to use that obsession to turn any interview you get into something that's going to get you a job. And when people see how serious you are, they want to hire you and they want to help you. But just keep in mind that all law firms, when they're hiring people to work with them, they want to hire people that are dedicated and are convinced they want to be attorneys. So in every when, when I joined um, the first law firm, I joined all these people in the law firm, the, the associates that were part of my class, several of them literally didn't want to be attorneys. And they'd gone to Harvard and uh, Yale and all these places, but that's not what they wanted. And one girl that went to Harvard, remember just all she talked about was wanting to work in the U.S. Attorney's Office. Another guy that worked at Harvard wanted to start selling physical goods on the internet. And that's all he talked about. Those are bad hires for law firms. If you were a law firm, you would want to hire someone that that's all they wanted to do because it's just a bad use of your money and your time. It's a bad use training those people. It's a bad use paying them because they're not going to be dedicated to it and give the clients good service. It's just a problem. Law firms don't want to hire people that may suddenly change their mind about working there. It's just, it's not smart. And you wouldn't do the same thing either. If you were hiring a gardener, for example, and the gardener showed up and told you, I'm doing this for a while. And I'll think, I don't know if I really want to do it. And then, or maybe didn't say anything, but you could see he wasn't really dedicated to the work he was doing. He was making mistakes. Some days he would be late. Others, 
you would only do half the job, you would get frustrated and get rid of that person. And that's how employers are. There's just so many people out there that are committed that you have to look committed. And again, if you don't want to be an attorney in law school and now you do, you're going to need to market yourself to employers in, in the same way. If you didn't get a position in law school, you're going to have to explain it a lot. You need to do so in a way that now makes you committed and give them the idea that you're committed to your work and have the potential to succeed. So what does committed to the work mean? Work mean. So a lot of people, when they don't get jobs, will decide to go get an LLM. Other people that don't get jobs will give up and take jobs as, and again, I'm not trying to you know, criticize people here, but they'll take jobs as contract attorneys in big firms when they simply could get a job probably as a regular attorney in a firm if they were able to search for a job. So people will do all sorts of things that can, that will hurt them in the long run if they want to get a permanent job. And, and those sorts of things should, should become the focus of your search. So here's the best strategy that I recommend for getting your first position. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that. What I did want to just update people on too, as well, is that when there's not a lot of slides left here, and then I will go pretty quickly to questions, but yeah, so I'm going to talk a little bit about getting your first position and then I'll go from there. Depending on the caliber of law school you attended, you're almost always certain to find something. I don't really think about grades too much. You know, the reason most people don't find jobs, and again, this comes from decades of experience getting all sorts of people jobs is you're just not being aggressive enough in your search. And what do I mean by aggressive? I'll tell you a couple of stories that I think are very funny. In Los Angeles, people are always trying to do entertainment law. That's like everybody wants to come do entertainment law in Los Angeles because they want to, whatever it is, it's the glamour of it. And, and But there's people want to do it. So lots of candidates would always call our office and say, I want to do entertainment law. And there's always a few positions, but most of the time, recruiters are not that helpful for getting people jobs as entertainment lawyers because unless they're very specialized in entertainment finance and a few other things, but most of these entertainment firms are just overwhelmed uh, a lot of times uh, with applicants, but not all those entertainment firms are on the map. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. So I was sitting in my office one day and we had this, I used to have this company uh, called Legal Authority. And what it would do is it would mail out all these letters to law firms in different practice areas for law students and practicing attorneys. And so it turns out in Los Angeles, there's a couple hundred firms that do entertainment law. So I didn't, I had other people talking to the people, searching for firms based on their practice area and printing letters and selling the service and 
uh, doing customer service. And I was just more involved with BCG, but I was offering this as a service to people. So I was sitting in my office and this father walked in with a, a guy and, and a young guy that looked like a law student and his friend that also looked for a law student. And he said, I can't thank you enough. My son got a great entertainment job for you. And so did his best friend in law school. And we really appreciate it. And I was like, wow, where'd you go to law school and how'd you do? And they both went to this law school. It's no longer uh, called that, but it was Thomas Cooley in Michigan that never been, it's a big law school, but it's never been a very highly ranked law school. And certainly relocating from a law school in Michigan and getting a job over the summer without, well, actually, I don't think it was a summer job. It's her first job is pretty remarkable and would be remarkable if you went to Harvard. But the point is that they got these jobs in a very hard practice area because they just contacted through this service. And again, I'm not selling you the service because we don't do it anymore, but they contacted employers through the service and were able to get these jobs. So that's what I mean by the power of being aggressive in your search. Anybody that's aggressive can get jobs. Now, the examples I told you earlier, the of the people that work for me that didn't do that, they only applied to the best firms. They didn't apply to all the firms. So any search you do, this applies to regardless of your seniority level, needs to be very aggressive. And, uh, and, and you need to really find all the employers you possibly can. Giving up is a huge mistake. What, is, what do I mean by giving up? If you're an attorney and you're representing a client, you should look for every possible angle to win your case. That's what a good attorney does. If you're a law student or a new attorney representing yourself, obviously you should be looking for every single possible, or you're a practicing attorney angle to get yourself a case, a job. You are representing yourself when you're looking for a job and the results you get, I'm sorry, but they're the quality of attorney that you are or going to be because you're not leaving any stone unturned and you're lobbying, you're doing all these things, which you should be expected to do as a good attorney for yourself. You need to represent yourself with enthusiasm, with being thorough with your research, with crafting good cover letters, with following up, with learning from your mistakes, with improving your interview skills, whatever you need to do, reading about interviewing, talking to people that have been successful, getting jobs when you haven't, ask them what they're doing. There's all sorts of things that you need to, to do and you should be doing regardless of your seniority level to make sure that you get a job. And this mistake that a lot of people make is they think that just because they're applying to these big firms after their second year, they're able to get jobs. No, most of those firms already have chosen their incoming classes from their second year, from their summer associates. That is probably off the table for you. It doesn't mean you shouldn't try to interview with those firms and apply to them, but it's probably not going to work. And most people at big firms, at big schools, at small schools, at all are applying, trying to apply to these major law firms to pay the most money. And how do you expect to stick out when you're when regard when you don't have the qualifications compared to the type of people that are working there? And then when they've already selected their classes, I'm not I'm not trying to not encourage you to try this, but what I'm saying is it's not a good use of your time to to go after law firms that are unlikely to hire you because you're just spinning your wheels and you should be focusing the types of firms that are likely to hire you. That's all. And you can certainly contact. Great things happen. Sometimes just there's these miracles and you wonder what happened. I had this really funny thing happen. One of my first placements 
was this girl that had gone to University of Minnesota Law School, but was literally at the very bottom of her class. It was incredible. Like she had basically all C's and then maybe a few D's, which were passing and just this horrible transcript. Nevertheless, she got a position clerking on something like the the second circuit, or I, I don't know, but some very prestigious judge. She got this job as a circuit court clerk. No idea how it happened. Probably the judge didn't ask for her grades, just assumed she was a good student because she went to there. And then after that, she got jobs at two of the most, I'm not going to say the names of them, but two very prestigious national firms and with C's and D's. So this kind of stuff happens. Like it's not, you can get jobs in these big firms and sometimes mistakes happen. You just never know. But so it's important to do moonshots, of course, but the odds that those are going to work are pretty, pretty slim. You're not going to find most of the, most of your success, by the way, on legal newspapers or job boards. The reason is because if you are not a top student or you didn't get a summer position or you have other negative things in your background as a new attorney, you're just, if you apply to things on job boards and, and so forth, your ability to get positions competing with other people that may have better qualifications for company-facing law firms is pretty slim. Again, you can try it, but unless the law firm doesn't offer very much, meaning it pays horribly and it's not getting a lot of applicants, then that's going to be very difficult for you to get a job. Another thing I always recommend that works very well is certain professors and a lot of law school can provide recommendations to people inside that they know inside of law firms. I had one of the most bizarre experiences in law school. I was going to see a, a professor, like a pretty well-known professor, like nationally known that is now the dean of one of the top two or three law schools in the country. But I was sitting outside his office waiting to see him to ask us some questions about a paper or something. And I heard him having a conversation with a law firm. And they were deciding whether or not to offer this student of his a, I don't know, permanent or summer position. And the firm was asking questions about these other firms who are interested in him, which the candidate or with the woman that was actually a candidate that apparently he knew. And Meanwhile, he was saying, she won't go there. They're not going to make her an offer because and you, you definitely should make her an offer. And so the professor actually knew people inside the law firms and was telling them, you know, what to, to hire someone. That's incredible. So I never knew this kind of stuff happened. So it does. So you should definitely, to the extent you can, network with powerful professors and ask them where you would apply and if you were me and, and try to and make them feel important. And that can do something. Also, uh, I am a big fan of uh, career services offices. Now, not all career services offices are great, but most of them actually have inside information on certain employers that will hire predominantly from certain law schools and will do so consistently. So if you go and you ingratiate yourself, even as a practicing attorney, like five, 10 years out of law school with the career services offices, they actually, some of them have a lot of power and can get you into firms that you normally wouldn't. I remember once I was hiring someone for to work for me as a first-year attorney, and I knew that one of my former recruiters was working as a in the career services office at UCLA. In addition to that, I had I, I knew the director of career services office because she'd also tried to, she'd also, I'd interviewed her to work for me before. So anyway, so I'm talking to these people and I asked them if they could uh, send me some resumes of people that might be good. 
to work for me, to work for me as first-year attorneys that hadn't necessarily clerked at a firm in the summers. And they turned around and they sent me, I don't know, 10 resumes, but then they editorialized them and said, I think this person would be best for you. I really like this person. This person is best and gave me all this kind of editorial about them. And that's the person I ended up hiring. So your career services office, if you ingratiate yourselves with them, can help you. Even stopping by every week and saying, is anything going on? That sort of thing can be helpful. You should use all these sources. But in my opinion, the best strategy is really to just get out there and aggressively market yourself to every firm you possibly can. And again, I think last week I showed people how to just, there's a list of uh, firms out there, but also how to find law firms uh, using just Google. Like you can type commercial litigation firms in Saginaw, Michigan, and it will give you a bunch of them that wouldn't be on list. The reason Google is actually very important uh, to your search or good is because most firms are not in directories because directories cost them money. So they don't do it. There's, again, this is an old thing about legal authority. So I, I don't reckon, recommend that. But when you market yourself, you should do it all at once and contact as many employers as you possibly can, because you want to conduct, you want to get a snapshot of the market at one time. And this, by the way, is incredibly effective. I remember one of my best friends was fired from an in-house job that he'd had for less than six weeks. And he'd come from a large firm and he ended up mailing his resume to a thousand companies in Los Angeles and seven or 800 firms or something and got numerous in-house jobs, which no one uh, in their right mind would have believed was possible because it's always very competitive for people to get in-house jobs, but he found places that could use someone like him. And not only did he find places that could use someone like him, but he also got lots of uh, law firm jobs. And he took a position in a law firm where after three or four years, he became a partner and developed a large book of business. So good things can happen uh, when you apply to a lot of places. And then also the ability to compare firms. So he got all of these in-house offers and law firm offers around the same time and was able to make a good decision. Whereas if he was just applying sporadically on job boards, it might've been a little bit more difficult for him. And you want to have often several options at the same time, instead of just applying to a firm, like one or two firms, getting one interview and taking that job. It's important to give yourself options. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. I'm a firm believer in sending and applying to as many places as you possibly can because it works. It's just you're sending applications to employers that may not have advertised, but when they see it, they think, wow, we could use someone like this. They're often flattered that you contact them and it works. And But the problem is a lot of people, most people don't do it sometimes Career services offices will, as a general policy, tell people not to do it. Their reasons are often personal, meaning and protecting the school, because certainly if every graduate or every student in a school applied to 3,000 law firms in New York from New York Law School, 
that would really overwhelm the firms and um, they may not want to see uh, resumes from uh, those schools anymore because they'll think they're a, a nuisance. Whereas um, if people aren't doing that and they're taking advice, it's actually better for the school. So uh, it's not always good for you. Uh, so uh, I do recommend uh, that, that procedure. It works. Um, it's worked for 20 years uh, and I see it working all the time. It doesn't work sometimes if you're targeting firms there, it's hard to, but it's generally hard to get a position because they fill it from summer positions or they're large firms you may not be qualified to work for. So um, it's a difficult obstacle to overcome not having a summer position. Everybody that graduates from any law school or that goes to any law school can find a summer position in a law firm and also a permanent position in a law firm when you get out. You should not uh, think that you need to uh, accept certain things. Like you don't need to be a contract attorney. You don't need to be uh, a law clerk for five years and not an attorney. You do not need to do any of this stuff. It doesn't matter who you are, how good you think you are, how well you did in law school, any of that. None of that matters. Everyone that goes to law school and passes the bar can get a job in a law firm. It's just the, the only question is the, the kind of the ranking of the law firm, meaning in terms of is the consumer facing, is it facing working for big companies? I firmly believe that as a young attorney, and as a law student, the smartest decision anyone can make is to work in a law firm. The reason for that is work is done differently when you're working for paying clients. It has to be efficient. It has to be thorough. It has to be at certain standards because you're someone else is paying you for the work. If you go to work in the government or you go to work in the public interest or you teach or you do something else, there's not that kind of market pressure on the type of work you do. I think it's very important for young attorneys to do that. And I think most people, by the way, do not work at top tier firms that pay these high mar market rates. What is the percentage of people that do it? Maybe 2%, maybe 3%. So why would you put yourself in competition? There's 200 and I don't know, 70 law schools. The number keeps changing. Sure, that people who go to the top 10 law schools have a little bit of advantage, but that's only 5% um, or something of all the law schools out there. And everyone there doesn't get a job. So you just have to understand that just because you don't get a job at a big firm this summer is meaningless because so you're not part of this 2 or 3% big deal. Who Did you score in the top 2% on your LSATs or on your SATs? Most people don't. So it's fine. But all employers do want to see, especially firms that are uh, company-facing, which is meaning doing work on behalf of companies. They typically do want to see you work in the summer. If you don't, if you're watching this and you are a law student, I would recommend being very aggressive with your marketing of yourself. And whatever the reasons uh, you didn't, uh, you need to be honest and address it that way, but uh, just approach it that way. That's it. I think the type of the way you approach this and the direction you go is going to have a lot to do with your career. So I think everybody uh, should fight like hell to try to get into a law firm because of the training and the uh, advantages of the rest of your career doing it. It's very difficult, by the way, to go back to a law firm after you take, after you, your career starts in kind of another way. So people start doing, I don't know, working in the government or working in a, in a company or something right out of law school. And when you do that, the presumption is that you don't know how to do law firm type work and, and therefore uh, it becomes very difficult. Uh, to get hired by law firms in the future because you've gone down that different path. I don't think, again, it's not, it's your judgment, but I think often the best way to, to start your career most of the time 
is to work in a law firm because you're going to have um, a different type of career. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.